It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is all but official as TJ Woods is set to join Kalani Sitake's staff and his assistant coach on the BYU football program. What will he bring to BYU? We're also talking BYU transfer portal QBs. Should Cougar fans be in panic mode right now with a number of guys BYU had offered already off the board? We're talking about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're not done so already, please uh, subscribe to the subtext community we're building as part of this podcast. You can find the link to it in our show notes, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. But also a quick reminder that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs want to help you get the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college today. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's dive right in. Uh, and it should also, I should add this as well. If you're new to the podcast, welcome on in. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And it is officially, but all but official, uh, that TJ Woods will be joining the BYU football staff. Now, if any of you you have been listening to this podcast last week. You already knew uh, that TJ Woods was a name to pay attention to. After BYU lost out on Jeff Grimes after he took the offensive coordinator position at Kansas, BYU pivoted very quickly and TJ Woods came to the forefront as a likely candidate to join the BYU staff. Well, Pete Thamel, the ESPN College Football Insider, uh, tweeted out yesterday that BYU is expected to hire Woods as a member of their staff. That will not become official until after Georgia Southern, where TJ Woods Woods is currently coaching, finishes up their season. That will happen this Saturday when they play in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So, when will TJ Woods officially be announced by BYU? It could be as soon as Saturday. It could be as late as next, uh, I, guess I say next January, next month, I guess I should say January of 2024. It's all dependent on how quickly BYU and their hiring process can get him through all that and get him announced. Now, I'm not all that concerned that BYU needs to have him locked in ahead of the early signing day window. That would be nice to have, obviously, but BYU already has Braden Kearsley, I think, doing a very, very good job as their pseudo-assistant offensive line coach. He's officially an offensive analyst, but he, for all intents and purposes, is the assistant offensive line coach currently for the BYU football program. And from all reports of what I'm hearing, he's doing a bang-up job holding down the four until uh, T.J. Woods takes over. And it's not even uh, for certain that T.J. Woods is going to be the offensive line coach for BYU because there's other rumors out there about Andrew Mitchell that continue to uh, persist. Obviously, he's working in New Mexico State as the offensive line coach out 
out there. Uh, there are also names uh, being floated out like Charlie Dickey as well, a longtime assistant coach. He had like 35 years of experience, similar to TJ Woods, who's got 20 years of experience. Uh, long, long-time uh, Division One assistant coaches. Charlie Dickey has connections to the state of Utah. He worked at Utah as the offensive line coach when uh, Jay Hill, Aaron Roderick, and Kalani Sitake were all there for different stints. So we'll see what happens and the ultimate uh, kind of layout of who has what responsibilities. But uh, right now, let's just uh, let's just uh, posit the thought that TJ Woods is BYU's offensive line coach. There are a number of people out there who are calling it lazy and a retread, and this is just Kalani hiring one of his buddies. Okay. Let's let's acknowledge one thing here. The coaching fraternity is very tight. There are a lot of football programs out there that like to have guys that are of a similar ilk working together. These football coaches, they get their circles of guys that they get along with in the college football world, and those are the guys that they rely on. So you can call it what you will, but the one thing about T.J. Woods and, and having conversations with people about Coach Woods is he is a fiery, and I mean a fiery individual, and he's not afraid to light into his guys. And that's something I, I, frankly, I think BYU's offensive coaching staff has been missing. That, uh, I'm going to use the term hard ass, and I apologize to any young ears who hear me use that term, but that's what this guy is and what his reputation is. And BYU needs one of those guys who's not afraid to say it how it is and really let his guys know where they stand. And that's what TJ Woods can bring to BYU. The other thing I think that's getting overlooked in all of this by a number of Cougar fans out there who are, I guess, that are calling it lazy or they're not happy about the hire, whatever, whatever their feeling is on it. Let me acknowledge one thing about this. You know that running back you have, Aiden Robbins, that you're expecting to have a monster season next year and the hope is that uh, he can go out there and really show what he did at UNLV after he's finally healthy? Did you know who the co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach for that UNLV running Rebels squad was, right? That would be the one, the only, T.J. Woods. Yes, this is a guy who will pave the way for Aiden Robbins to have a 1,000-yard season at UNLV. This is a guy who has worked at the uh, the Power 5 level, both at, both at Oregon State as well as Wisconsin. He is one of Gary Anderson's uh, close confidants. And Gary Anderson, similar to a lot of other coaches, had a, a group of what he called his guys. Bronco Mendenhall's got the same thing. Kyle Whittingham's got a similar situation up at Utah. They have a core group of guys, a circle of friends that they like to pick from. And Kalani Satake is tapping into that and bringing TJ Woods back up to the Power 5 football level. You can be upset with it. You can be what you uh, make of it. Uh, it might even be Aaron Roderick's decision. I don't know who ultimately had the call on this to make that higher. But BYU believes that TJ Woods can come in and make an impact on this offensive line if that is the position he is coaching. And I'm expecting that he'll be able to prove his mettle. And you got to give him some time. That's the thing about this. I feel like in this day and age, and I do it myself, we are far too quick to cast judgment and say ah, yeah that's that ain't that ain't it we need to give him some time. They got to see how he does fitting in at BYU. I'm looking forward to finally meeting Coach Woods and getting to have a conversation with him because I can tell you from multiple people I have talked to who know Coach Woods, they really really like this guy. And uh, being a likable guy and being a great football coach, those can be two very separate things. But uh, the early uh, word I'm getting back from people that I trust uh, when it comes to talking about guys like this, they really like what Coach Woods brings to the table, and they expect him to go out and make an impact for BYU. And I sincerely hope, let me just also add this, as soon as that Myrtle Beach Bowl wraps up, I'd love nothing more than to see a press release hitting my inbox saying, BYU has officially hired T.J. Woods as an assistant coach for Columbus. 
Kalani Satake's staff. I am afraid, and I'll just uh, also state this, I am afraid that BYU's hiring process is going to require him to go through multiple interviews because who in the bleep knows why? Because BYU has too many people that want to have a say in matters that they really don't need to have a say in. So uh, maybe those interviews have already happened. They're out of the way, and BYU can make that hire official quickly. But I'm uh, make that hire official quickly. But I'm also not necessarily betting on it at the same time. But we'll see how Coach Woods does. Like I said, there are a lot of people out there who think he is the right temperament, the right guy to come in and make an impact on this offensive line. Gone will be the days of a passive uh, offensive of line that uh, just kind of gets by. This is a guy who is going to get in these guys' face and really get into like get into their these guys, light into them, and tell them exactly what they need to improve. And I think that could go a long way to improving the product for BYU. And the hope is that it all goes well. And obviously, BYU is a bounce back year on offense in 2024. All right. Coming up here in a minute, an offensive line protects a quarterback, obviously, and BYU is very much in the hunt for a number of portal quarterbacks. Two of them came off the board yesterday that BYU reportedly had offered and or had visits scheduled with. Uh, should it be panic time? If you're a Cougar fan, we're talking about that here in just a moment. Let's get a quick word in on our friends over at LinkedIn, though. Uh, LinkedIn wants to help you guys out. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. It makes it as easy as possible to find the right candidate for the job. That's why you guys need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. The best part is LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that, in fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in the first 24 hours of posting a job. LinkedIn Jobs knows that small businesses are wearing many, many hats, might not have the time or resources to adequately hire for their open positions, and that's why LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They want to make it as simple as possible for you guys. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday uh, whenever you hear this. I want to remind you guys that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's Locked On Sports Today. It is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel now. And also, just another plea for you guys, if you have not done so already, sign up for the subtext community having a great time uh, literally being able to text you guys back and forth and have communications pass along info about BYU and the bigger thing that I love about this is it gives me an opportunity to really kind of individualize my conversations with folks yes it is a 14 day trial and then you are charged on a monthly basis $4.99 a month but uh, I really think you would uh, enjoy uh, being a part of this community because it allows me to uh, obviously text all of you in mass at times but when you guys throw out your individual responses it 
becomes personal and we can have those conversations. That's what I really, really like about the platform. I would encourage you guys to sign up for it now. And like I said, the show notes, uh, whether you're watching this on YouTube, just scroll down a little bit. Or if you're listening to this regular podcast feed, just scroll down. You'll see it linked there as well. It should just be just right in the middle of the body of the show notes. All right. Uh, so. I mentioned that BYU has a number of portal quarterbacks they are chasing. Uh, from what I am hearing, BYU has reached out to uh, double-digit quarterbacks out there in the portal, and that could be as cursory as a text going out to a guy saying, hey, we're coach so-and-so from BYU. Are you interested interested in us? Uh, whether they get ghosted or they get a response, no. Well, that's contact. I guess that can count as contact. But BYU has uh, brought a couple of guys onto campus or had plans to do that. Uh, Braden Shager uh, from uh, Hawaii uh, reported was visiting on Sunday. Uh, Sam Levitt, uh, obviously a guy BYU has connections with, with his father and brother having played for the Cougars. While he was expected to visit BYU, already had an offer from the Cougars. I would assume that uh, whether that visit happened or not, it's all a moot point now as he has announced that he's going to attend, wait for it, Arizona State. That was a surprise because Jaden Rashada, a five-star freshman quarterback, uh, appears to be the incumbent there at Arizona State. Well, Sam Levitt apparently believes he can go out and beat out Rashada uh, for that job in the desert and wish him well. Another guy, BYU, had hopes it was going to visit. B.J. Rains of Idaho, uh, up there in Idaho, covering Boise State, said that Taylon Green, the former Boise State Bronco quarterback, was going to visit BYU among other football programs. But uh, pretty quickly after that, it looked like he had kind of all but locked in his sights on being a member of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and he made that official yesterday, announcing his commitment uh, to the Arkansas football program. Taylor Green would have been far down the list for me in terms of the guys I want out of the portal. He's an athletic freak. Let me be very clear about that. But his accuracy, ooh, that leaves a lot to be desired. And BYU needs a guy who can uh, really throw an accurate football if they want to have their offense succeed at the highest level. So in some ways, maybe a small bullet dodged. Obviously, Arkansas believes they can get something out of Taylor Green. In many ways, it feels like Taylor Green is like just a carbon copy replacement of KJ Jefferson, albeit KJ Jefferson's built like a freaking tank. And if you have watched BYU play Arkansas the last two years, know exactly what I'm talking about. But I uh, wish them well. So the question now is, and a number of you sent it uh, in messages of a similar ilk uh, on our subtext channel, saying, "Jake, what what is BYU doing in the portal? What are they doing with the quarterbacks? They got to find somebody." Let's just relax a little bit. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing. R-E-L-A-X. The one thing BYU last year I felt like they pushed the needle maybe a little too hard in trying to find a portal quarterback very early on in the window. And obviously that yielded Keaton Slovis and he led them to five wins. You, you cannot uh, you cannot uh, throw that back. He was actually fairly effective in his role. But BYU I thought made a very, very early and maybe in a way hasty push in the transfer portal last year, maybe getting caught up in the thought that, hey, we got to find a guy. We got to find a guy right now. And uh, they'll tell you as well that BYU believe that Keaton Slovis was the top portal quarterback out there. But as the portal window kind of evolved last year, remember, there were other quarterbacks that came on the market, uh, so to say. And there were guys that I would have thought BYU would have had interest in, but they had already signed Keaton Slovis. Now, Keaton, like I said, won five games for BYU, wasn't able to play the final four games uh, of his time as a Cougar. And uh, you wish him well moving on. But let's just let BYU kind of filter things out here. Like I said, they've had uh, contact as I understand it with double digit uh, quarterbacks out there and they will continue to comb through all the different options that come in. There are still going to be guys that are going to hop into the portal after bowl games upcoming. There are other guys who are going to be upset with maybe a, a quarterback coming into a program that they were like, hey, I'm supposed to be the guy and they decided, you know what? I'm getting out of here. 
BYU can afford to be a little more patient on this front, it feels like, and I think still get a quality quarterback. Now, you can't just sit back and put your feet up and say, okay, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. You cannot do that. In fact, if BYU gets to the end of the portal window when it's op- uh, as it's open until early January, so if we get past New Year and BYU isn't necessarily uh, narrowing in on or has already uh, landed a commitment from one of these guys, that's when I'd start to worry a little bit because maybe at that point you're thinking, well, maybe BYU's going to uh, strike out on these guys and have to rely on the combination of Jake Retzloff, Cade Fennigan, and or Ryder Burton, etc., uh, going into 2024. So uh, I, I think that BYU is doing a good job. They've, I, I, I can tell you they have talked to Jaden Maiava, the freshman sensation from UNLV. They talked to Sam Levitt. They talked to Taylor Green. They reportedly offered uh, Curtis Rourke uh, from Ohio. They already had a conversations with a Sluka kid. I forget what his name, first name is at Holy Cross from the FCS level. BYU is kicking the tires on a number of quarterbacks, trying to find the right option for them. And I think if they play this the right way and maybe just wait just a, a touch longer than it is, than they did a year ago where I think they learned a lesson and not, like I said, pushing as hard as maybe they did uh, last year, it may yield a better fit for BYU's offense. Now, that could be pie in the sky, me just wanting to say something to make it true, but at the same time, I really do think BYU uh, has kind of evaluated how the portal process went last year and said, maybe we pushed a little too hard early on in the portal uh, to find guys and we didn't necessarily let the process play Play out as fully as we probably should have. So I hope that they do. But at the same time, like I said, you cannot be too laissez-faire about this because if you do, all of a sudden, all the good quarterbacks are going to be gone. And at that point, you're going to be like, oh, okay, we just missed out on a big opportunity. So there's a very fine line here uh, to walk for BYU. But I I do think BYU is still capable of landing a quality quarterback. Now, the other question is uh, top-tier quarterbacks, according to Matt Rule, cost $1 to $1.5 to $2 million. And uh, Tom Homo uh, pushed back on that and said, well, not all FBS quarterbacks are going to cost that much in the transfer portal. Tom, we get that. We get that there is a certain kind of benchmark for top-level talent and how much it's going to cost. But you guys at BYU talk about wanting to win championships and talk about wanting to compete at the highest level. Well, if you want to compete at the highest level, BYU's traditional uh, best success has come when you've had a top-tier quarterback. Well, if you want a top-tier quarterback in the transfer portal, you better pony up. And that that's the debate right now for BYU. Are they capable of paying out that money? As I understand it, BYU has the, I guess, the pocketbook, the, the I guess, the war chest, whatever you want to call it, to be able to pay it out, but they want to find the right guy. They want to be able to make sure that they're going to be the right fit for BYU's offense. So, like I said, this is going to be a very interesting touch-and-go situation where you see a guy, ooh, we're interested in him, but at the same time, you don't want to be uh, just a, too quick and jumping into bed with somebody out there when another option that may even fit you guys even better could come onto the market later on. Like I said, it's not a perfect situation. In a perfect world, honestly, the, the transfer portal would open up, let's say, early January once the postseason is officially over. You have all the guys jump in almost all at once, and then you really can kind of evaluate all the other options you got out there and maybe make it more of an even playing field, but that's just not the the day and age we have with college football. They like to pack the the free agency window, as I like to call it now, right in with the postseason, and it just creates a convoluted mess, honestly. It's just a crazy, 
crazy mess. But uh, we'll see how everything pans out for the Cougars as they continue on. And anything I learn about quarterbacks, I'll be sure to pass along here on the podcast. I'm going to continue to ask around and see uh, who else BYU might be interested in. I'll be able to uh, get some updates for you guys as we move along here. All right. Uh, we'll finish up today's show with a couple of notes on BYU basketball as well as some awards that other BYU athletes are up for. Also, uh, BYU recruiting. Uh, there are a couple of things as well that I had a chance. Uh, some of you may notice I'm watching watch this on YouTube. I'm a little more dressed up than I typically am. I'm wearing a collared shirt. I was out at the John Watson Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Awards Banquet that I am lucky enough to MC every year. Had a conversation with a couple of guys BYU is targeting. What did I learn in my conversations with those young men? We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a word on our friends over at FanDuel before we do that. Of course, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. That's a win-win-win all the way around, my friends. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in, in on the action and do it right now with our friends at FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and there is a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. The best part is they have many more like daily specials. They'll say, okay, we have this going just for today only. You want to jump in on it? You do it. You uh, you two taps on the FanDuel app and you're in on it. It's really that simple, my friends. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and have some fun with this NFL season with our friends over at FanDuel. They are an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, Perry Homes is one of our great local sponsors, and whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has got a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points, all designed with you, the consumer, in mind. They want to meet your needs. That's the best part about this. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front, or they have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well, available to you. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well. They even have quick move-in homes if you're ready to make the move right away. And currently, they're offering generous financing incentives to their preferred lender as well. So get on it today, my friends, and check out all of your options with our friends over at Perry Homes. Uh, Perry Homes, P-E-R-R-Y. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to get started today and see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Holmes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you uh, for joining us here on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. All right. Uh, if you have made it this deep into the podcast, you guys are the hardcore. You guys are the everydayers, and I want to reward y'all. Uh, BYU is in action tomorrow in basketball, taking on the Denver Pioneers. I have got three, count them, three uh, pairs of tickets I am offering up. Now, if you are a subtext member and you want tickets to those, you will have priority over anybody else entering the contest. But the way to enter, simply put, email me or text me if you're on subtext and say you're interested. If, you, uh, if you're on subtext, you will have first dibs at these. But uh, if I have any extra pairs of tickets, those who email us lockedonbyu at gmail.com, you will get a chance to win a pair of tickets to watch BYU in Denver play at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. BYU men's basketball looking to bounce back after the loss to Utah. And uh, for all of the sky is falling stuff, folks, BYU dropped a grand total of four spots in 
the national polls. They went from number 14 to number 18 in the uh, AP poll, which is the one I put more stock in. And then in the coaches poll, BYU dropped a grand total of four spots from number 13 to number 17. So it is not uh, the debacle that some would make it out to be for the BYU basketball program. They're still nationally ranked. They're still a top 20 team. And I am fully expecting BYU to get to 12-1 and once the non-conference slate gets over. They play Denver tomorrow. They play Georgia State next week. They have Wyoming out there as well as Bell Army, and I believe are the four remaining games for BYU in the non-conference slate. I am fully expecting fully expecting BYU to go into conference play in early January when they take on Cincinnati on January 6th, sitting at 12-1. and And if you win four more games, BYU could be right back inside the top 15 uh, at, at the end of uh, non-conference play. So, Really, all things considered, the BYU basketball program is in a very, very strong position right now. And like I said, the, the losing to Utah, I get it. It, it. it just grinds your gears. You have your Ute buddies who are texting you, rubbing your nose in it, and they want nothing more than, but, hey, see, you guys can't be Okay, you know what? That that's all good and well, but BYU is in a very very advantageous position right now, and we should enjoy that. Uh, honestly, that's the one thing that you should enjoy as a Cougar fan is the fact that your program is still a top twenty ranked, a top twenty caliber program, and that goes for the national polls as well as uh, metrics like Ken Palm uh, KenPalm dot com out there as well. A couple of the notes real quick uh, for you guys. Uh, congratulations to Whitney Bauer as well as uh, Libero uh, Kamile Hiapo. They were both drafted by the Pro Volleyball Federation. Atlanta Vibe. Uh, this is a new pro volleyball league. It's going to have seven teams that makes its inaugural debut uh, January 24th next year, January 24th, 2024. Uh, it is bringing premier women's pro- uh, professional volleyball to North America. So best of luck uh, to Whitney Bauer as well as uh, uh, Kimale Hiapo. Really cool to see this and hopefully it's a it's a good uh, venture that they can uh, make some money off of and obviously continue to play volleyball at a high level. And also congratulations to BYU women's soccer star Brecken Mozingo. Uh, she was named a finalist for the Class of 2024 Honda Sport Award for women's soccer. Uh, she is one of four finalists for this award. has been presented annually by the Coach, uh, College Women's Soccer Association for the past 48 years to the top women athletes in 12 NCAA-sanctioned sports and signifies, quote, the best of the best in collegiate athletics. Think of it as a Heisman Trophy type award. And here's hoping that Brecken Mozingo uh, can bring that one home. We'll see how they do. The women's soccer program did finish the season officially in fourth uh, in the national polls after crashing out in the final four, but I think a pretty uh, justified position for BYU to be in, all things considered, uh, considering the really, really good season that they had. All right. Final note before we go on today's show, as I mentioned uh, before we uh, talked about our friends over at LinkedIn, uh, not LinkedIn, excuse me, FanDuel and Perry Holmes. As the John Watson Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Awards Banquet, I've been a part of this. I'm one of the selectors uh, making those awards, uh, obviously handed out weekly during the prep football season. Had a chance to honor all of our winners uh, last night at John Watson Chevrolet up in Ogden, Utah. Really, really fun event. I look forward to it every single year. And I bring some guys out every single year that have connections in the recruitment recruiting world that I just want to kind of get a feel for. And one of those was Falato Satawala. Now, he is from Bountiful High School. A lot of people think it's come down to BYU or Utah is who he will sign with. Uh, He is officially set to announce that at the All-American, I think it's the Army All-American game down in San Antonio in early January. I tried to get a feel, uh, just making some chit-chat with him about how he feels about things. And folks, that kid is like a steel trap. There was no indication one way or the other if he's leaning towards Utah or leaning towards BYU, but he's a really, 
really talented young man. He could play in any one of a number of positions. He was a star on offense. I could see him playing wide receiver or tight end potentially on offense, but on defense is where a lot of people think he's going to end up. He could play linebacker. He could play safety. Who knows uh, what he's capable of. The one thing I love about him is he's just a freak athlete. That's one thing. He's an he's a football player. That's what I love about guys like Falatel Satuala. The other guy I had a chance to catch up with is Celesi Moa. Now, he is the younger brother of current BYU players, Asione Moa as well as Ice Moa, Isaiah Moa. And uh, Celesi, folks, this kid is maybe going to be the best of the bunch when it comes to the Moa family. Obviously, their dad, Ben, was a star at the University of Utah as a tight end. Uh, uh, Sione's been a very, very solid contributor for BYU. Ice is a guy that BYU is still hoping uh, can really break out at defensive end. But I'm telling you, Celesi Moa, keep an eye on him. He is a two-time, I guess two years in a row. He won it as a freshman, one of our weekly awards with John Watson. He won it this past season as a sophomore. And he is already as tall, if not taller than I am. And he's 15 years old, 16 years old. He is looking very much the part. He's got a number of Power 5 offers already, but uh, he said that BYU is obviously uh, a good connection between the Cougars and himself because of his brothers having attended there and being there right now. So uh, we'll see. It's still two years off before he ultimately makes a decision on where he's going to play in the future, but uh, it was good to catch up with those guys and obviously a really, really fun event to honor. We honored 25 uh, young men who are part of those John Watson Northern Utah High School Football Player of the Week Award honorees. We do uh, kind of co-winners most weeks and really, really fun stuff and uh, looking forward to the future of that event, obviously, moving forward as well. So, all right, there you go. Uh, enough of me uh, gloating about me being an MC for an event, but nonetheless, really, really fun stuff to be at. But a big thank you all the same for your guys' support of the podcast. Appreciate all y'all for uh, tuning in, downloading, rating, reviewing, just being a part of the community, being a part of the subtext community. All that y'all do uh, really is appreciated, and I cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast here. Once again, thank you for making it your first listen of the day, and thank you to all of you once again for being everydayers here on the podcast as well. Until tomorrow on a Wednesday, we'll be back with you guys talking all things BYU sports right here on Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.